We are up and running. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, runners. How are you? Hello, friends. Well, friends, you've got your, well, three of your four favorite coaches in your ears. And we know you only have two ears, but you're going to have to make room for three of us. For three of us. That's right. There's room for us all here. here. There absolutely is. We have an exciting, we have an exciting call here together, everybody. We're so happy to be here with you. There's so much that's happening on this call. And um, we are just so grateful that we get to be here for you, whether you are running a recovery run, whether you are racing your race, or, you know, just saving this for a rainy day sometime months down the road and just listening to us because it makes you it makes you happy on the run. Oh, that's, that's such a nice thought, Coach Cass. <laughs> Remember that I, I could see doing out. that yeah. myself, like, you know, a few months down the road, just pulling up one of those run casts from the glorious spring of 2021 and listening to Coach Cass, Coach Mill, <laughs> and a little bit of Coach Gordon. Yeah, I mean, Aww. this is an exciting day, no matter what your choice is today you're either getting ready to race you're shaking out because you might have a race tomorrow or you might have already run your race and you're just out for a run because that's what you do on a weekend morning and no matter what your plan is perfect and we are here to get you through it one step at a time one meter at a time one mile at a time we're here for you but before we get rocking and rolling here please remember our rules of the road nothing to see here nothing at all so go ahead and tuck that phone away in your pocket focus on the road in front of you and whatever your intention of today's run repeat it to yourself right now say it say it out loud i am here to race today or I am shaking out today, or I'm enjoying a reflection. Yes, recovery run. Any choice is great, but really remember the purpose of today's run so that halfway through when you're feeling feisty, you know that your actions are going to support whatever your intention was today. And so important. And whatever it is you are doing out there on the road today, we're going to stay safe all the way through. We're going to keep those phones tucked away and we're going to just stay connected with that intention, with that purpose of today's run. Um, for those of you who are running a recovery run or who are running a shakeout run, your RPE goals for today are very straightforward you're going to keep it comfortable. You're going to keep it smooth. We're going to stay in that RPE four to five. And that is, that is where we stay throughout the whole run together today. Um, for those of you who have a race that we are getting started on here, um, your RPE is going to be a little bit more interesting, a little bit more dynamic and a little bit more intentional. Um, as the run progresses and um, to just kind of take us back to conversations that we've had earlier here together um, here on this run cast a little bit and definitely on our Mondays together. Um, we would love, we will love to see your mileage breakdown in such a way that may go a little something like this. Um, our first three the fancy visual, you have to imagine it, guys. Just an audio it. version of the fancy Don't, visual. This is the uh, yes, exactly. This is a fancy visualization. A That's fancy visualization. I like that. You can see that fancy visual in your head. I know that as you listen to this, you can see that fancy, fancy visual that always takes me, you know, weeks to, to draw up because it is just that fancy. Um, and as you imagine that, you are seeing those first three miles will be run at a very comfortable RPE5. So that's going to be the higher end of a comfortable training run. We shouldn't really be starting off much faster 
then we have finished any of our long runs out there together throughout this training cycle. Miles one through three, you're setting the stage for, for space to build. And that space to build, you'll work into that. Miles four through nine are going to be your miles in which you really find the groove of your run today. Okay, so miles four to nine, you're going to be finding that RPE six. Um, Of course, any RPE shifts that we have, it's a gradual shift. Um, So we're not making any abrupt jumps from one level to the next. And as you find that that space in your RPE six, you're going to feel that rhythm. You're going to feel that rhythm. You're going to you're going to breathe that confidence and you're going to know that this is taking you to the final three miles of your run today, which we will love to see build into that RPE seven. If not, possibly even in your last mile, dabbling a bit into RPE eight. Um, yep. It's a it's a gradual progression, and this is going to be this is going to be your recipe for running your best run on whatever today's conditions present. However, today's uh, conditions present. Okay, mm-hmm. wherever you are, however you're feeling, whatever's happened in this week behind you, we're going to build into today's race, and we'll we'll talk you through this more as our conversation here together progresses. I love that you said that about running the day's best. It makes me think of I think it was Tom who shared in Slack. Mm-hmm. Uh, after his race last weekend about how, you know, it was considerably warmer than what he'd been training in. And the course was considerably more challenging than what he'd been training on. And I, you know, I, I'm not a weather forecaster as much as I wish I was. Uh, but I do believe that this weekend does bring warm temps yet again. Um, and so that idea of running the day's best, you know, the, 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 the nice thing about virtual race is that we have some sort of say as to when we run our race, but sometimes you don't have control over your entire schedule. So you mm-hmm. still need to run the day that life gives you and you have to run the body that life gives you on your chosen race money morning, no matter what that means. So I love that idea of setting yourself to run the day's best because it lets go of this ideal that you have in your head that might not necessarily be in the cards on your race morning. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. What Tom said. And, and he got so many, so much positive response from that. A lot of people, I think that really resonated with a lot of people um, because we, it's okay to be nervous going into races. Um, We all are. And you, you need a little bit of nerves to kind of, you know, get yourself up for the racing experience, but I think sometimes nerves can become crippling if we feel like we're battling the conditions, we're battling things we can't control, you know, just trying to force something rather than working with what, what the day has given us. And that's what, that's what Tom did. And he had a really, really successful race. You know, he really closed super strongly on a, on a not ideal day, you know, and a not ideal course, but um, he just took, took the day that he was given and and ran his best race I so feel that's like what we need to do it's such a metaphor for life don't you think? oh totally right working yeah. with your conditions or your mm-hmm. you know your adversaries or whatever obstacles you're facing working with them rather than battling against them like let's think about that for a second yeah. and sometimes the day presents even better than we could have ever planned Mm-hmm. And when we embrace yeah, those happens. conditions, we find ourselves running in, in, you know, dreamlike conditions where we can really surprise ourselves and go even, even further, so to speak, than we thought was possible. So yeah. just embracing those conditions wherever they are. And um, you never know what's going to happen. We're going to find out. We can't wait yeah. to find out. It is a journey of discovery, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sure is. I love the uh, the line from The Sound of Music. that the It's one of the first songs in The Sound of Music where she starts, uh, what will this day be like, I wonder? What will my future be? 
I wonder, right? Oh, Mel, Mel, you can sing it. Could be so exciting. I mean, right? But that yeah. whole idea of like discovery, you know, you don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all need a little Julie Andrews, I think, on our, especially we, at our half marathon. We should bring her in as a special guest. We you know, I'm be. sure she'd, she'd oblige, right? She has nothing I'll, else to do. Right. I mean, <laughs> But this, I always think of that song, you know, it's, it's like when you said metaphor for life, because that song is a metaphor for life. It's also a metaphor for running the Brooklyn half marathon, right? Yeah. What will this day be like? I wonder what will my future be? I wonder. What will this run be like? I wonder. What will this run be like? (laughs) And later in the song, she says, I have confidence in confidence alone. Yep. That is Bingo. You know, that's what you need. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Coach Cass. This almost sounds like a little bit of a trust the process situation. (laughs) It sure does. (laughs) Yeah. I think those were like alternate lyrics to the song that that they, you know, that almost made the final cut, but but Mm -hmm. not quite. Oscar Hammerstein has confidence in the process, right? <laughs> but Hammerstein was like, you know what? No, that's really no, doesn't quite work. It's a little ahead of a little ahead of their time. Yeah, a little ahead of their era. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Actually, I don't think Hammerstein wrote that. I think it actually Oscar Hammerstein. I might be wrong, but I believe he actually died, <laughs> like opening night of the Broadway production oh. of Super Music. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Um. So I need to who wrote that. Richard Rogers, I know, wrote the tune, but we'll we'll go down a rabbit hole. About that. But anyway, I digress. I'm very <laughs> sorry. I was like totally digressing there. But if you're still with us, guys, hopefully you're still in in sexy pace right now at this point in your run. But we we will. But that that whole idea of like, what will this day? What will this run be like? I wonder. I wonder. I mean, and you know what? Extra points if you're dancing off of Bethesda Fountain, much like Julie Andrews does in the movie during that. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I love We're jumping into the I actually think that Julie Andrews was wearing an Osprey in the movie. I'm gonna have to double check, but I'm pretty sure she had an Osprey hydration pack on. <laughs> it would make a lot of sense. I hope so, you know, because some of those I'm sure they had to do like multiple takes, and she probably got really thirsty, you know. Yeah, so exactly. I hope she had an Osprey. So too, for all her hydration needs, maybe we could send her one as an inducement to come on on the next coaching lab. Yeah, Coach Coach Julie, she's coming to join us. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of hydrating, um, segue hydrate. Oh, hi, segue. Um, please hydrate well on this one, because odds are it's warmer than you might have hoped, especially if you're in the Northeast. So please, That's please. Right. Stay hydrated throughout this run. If you need to drink by the clock, so be it. Um, and don't forget your fueling. We will come in and we will remind you of that as we go. And when you're hydrating and fueling well on the run, that means that you're probably going to recover well after your run too. percent Super important. You will recover so much better if you hydrate well and fuel along the way yeah all right so is it time guys for a head-to-toe body check oh it's always time for a head-to-toe would you would you lead us through it coach gordon gordon will you please lead us through? i can lead us through it yes just one moment all right here we go we're going to start with head-to-toe so your head is the crown of your head the top of your head and it's important to relax the crown of your head. And you're like, what? How can I relax the crown of your head? If you've ever looked at a photo of yourself running and seen a furrowed brow, then your the crown of your head is not relaxed. So as you're running, just concentrate on relaxing your forehead. Just imagine a mirror in front of you. Do not pull out your phone, but imagine a mirror in front of you and your forehead looking very smooth and very relaxed. 
And then you want to relax your whole face. You want to relax your cheeks, your lips, your chin. You want to relax your ears. Really just everything above your shoulders just as relaxed as it can possibly be. Because those muscles can hold tension that can hold you back imperceptibly, but it's just that, that aura of relaxation from the head down that's going to allow your, your working muscles to really do what they need to do. So just your whole head needs to relax. And then you need to relax your neck, the back of your neck, the front of your neck, the sides of your neck, just super, super relaxed. You can even kind of move your head from side to side a little bit, not too much to make sure it's really relaxed. And then you wanna relax your shoulders. You wanna relax your upper arms and you want your arms overall to be moving at your sides, not across your chest and the hands to be cupped in loose fists, not tight fists, not flapping around like flippers, but imagine you're holding a butterfly or a potato chip. Talk more about recovery. Potato chips are awesome for recovery after a hot race, after any race really. So your arms are swinging at your sides. They're bent at about a 90 degree angle. The hands are loosely cupped, right? They're not swinging across your chest and they're just about at waist level. Your elbows are back. So if they were like a string connecting your elbows, it wouldn't, it wouldn't snap as you bring your elbows forward and back. It would just kind of connect them across, across the back of your body. But if you have them out to the sides and swinging them you know, side to side, that string is gonna snap. So you want that, that string to be just holding them together behind you. You want your torso relaxed, but upright. You don't wanna be bending forward from the waist. You want your chest to be open. Okay, that doesn't mean you have like ramrod stiff posture, but your chest is open. You're breathing just very naturally, filling your body with breaths, deep breaths from the, from the diaphragm. And just letting the breath flow in and out. Your mouth can be slightly open. Just breathe nice and naturally. Good, all right, and your hips are just nicely aligned over, over your feet. You really shouldn't see your feet swinging out in front of you because your hips and your, your lower body are nice and aligned, okay? I think we talked before, Coach Mel talked a couple of sessions ago or a couple of weeks ago about uh, having a pelvis full of marbles and you don't want those marbles to spill. Your pelvis is nice and straight, relaxed, but nice, nice and straight and not swinging around so the marbles spill out. Okay, your legs, like I said, are not coming out so far in front of you that you can really see them. You don't wanna overstride. You want your strides to be quick and purposeful. Not, not too quick, but purposeful with a nice knee lift, not too much of a shuffle, but a nice, a nice economical stride and um, really not be able to see your feet as they, as they swing out in front of you, okay? Your lower body is really doing the work here, but you're, you're working well within yourself. You're still at, at around level five, okay? All right, so everything is aligned. Everything is nice and straight up and down, but relaxed. Your pelvis is, is tucked in so those marbles aren't spilling out. Your arms are working, your shoulders are, are relaxed, but working, your head is relaxed. Everything is working together in harmony. And that's our head to toe body check. Oh, Coach mm -hmm. Gordon, you, you should see me and Coach Cass while you're doing it. We're just like, oh, so relaxed. Well, as I, it makes me want to go out and go for a run. I know. Right? Yes. Definitely. I'm so excited for the runners. It just makes me feel like so in tune with them as they, as they mm -hmm. embark. Yeah. And we're so, we're so excited for all of you out there running right now. Um, cause we know that now you're relaxed and focused and you have confidence and a sense of wonder as we move forward into our race day or shakeout run or 
or easy run recovery run experience. But, you know, as we head forward into the future, uh, we've been getting a lot of questions actually about what happens after this cycle. So Coach Cass, I need you to say one of my favorite things that you always say, and I know you know what I'm thinking. So I need you to say it. Well, of course, I always know what you're thinking because our minds are connected. You guys think as one. It's really cool. (laughs) Maybe a little. I mean, you're 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 separate individuals, for sure. Separate individuals, but but that that wavelength is it's it's always it's always firing there. So, Coach Mel and Coach Gordon, um, I you know we we have already talked about how so much we can so many metaphors that we can pull from what we're doing what we have done um the running metaphors and life metaphors are they sometimes seem a little bit endless um, but we're going to just keep going on them today here in this conversation and um i always love reflecting on this how at the end of a cycle at the end of a race you know, we, we spend so much time working towards that finish line and that finish line is important. It's a big part of the whole process. Um, and it symbolizes so much for us each and every time, even if this is your, you know, 50th half marathon or your first half marathon or anything in between or more or less, um, that finish line really means something. And it's, often very individualized for each of us in that journey. Um, And as we reach that finish line, and as we get to that finish line and think about that finish line, the beautiful thing is, is that there is always a starting line that comes with that finish line. Um, And that too gets to be an individualized and, you know, personal decision on, on what comes next. However, um, from the coaching perspective here, we want to absolutely encourage and discuss the recovery that will be coming next um, as we all come to that finish line um, together, so to speak. So as we are making our way towards that finish line, what we do know um, amongst the many lingering question marks that unfortunately we still don't have all of your questions answered with regards to next steps in coaching lab. But we do know for everybody that we will have a solid, solid recovery um, for for all of us. Um, Your off season shall be an off season before launching into so many of us have been announcing marathon um, entries for the fall. So before we start that training cycle, our job is to recover like we mean it. And recovering like you recover like you mean it. Yes. What does that even mean? So 13.1 miles. That's really far. I said that to you all on day one, kick out a map and look how far away 13.1 miles is away from you. You're actually more or less running like no you are running there today or you have run there last weekend so it's really far Mm -hmm. and we recommend on average one day per mile raced to recover now first of all i say on average because there are a number of factors at play that will affect your recovery for example you might be racing in challenging conditions like we already mentioned that's one thing to take into effect it'll take you a little longer to recover from a super hot, humid race than it would during ideal conditions. Your terrain is another thing to really consider. So how hard was that terrain based on, you know, compared to what you've been training on? What did it take out of you in that sense? Also, another thing to consider is the big picture, not just your running life, but what's happening in the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's probably not a surprise to anybody, but if you're coming off of your race today and you have a big work project that's due with a deadline next week, you're probably not going to actually get that much recovering done, even if you're not running. Mm -hmm. So that 13.1 days to recover, 
day per mile race to recover is really a general guideline, but don't be surprised if it takes you a month to feel like yourself again. Mm-hmm. And I would say err on the side of caution. I think that the fact that we don't have an immediate offering on the heels of this is a good thing because many of you, we've seen your faces for multiple cycles in a row and many of them have even overlapped and we love seeing your smiles and we want to continue seeing your smiles and the way that we can guarantee that we'll see your smiles in the next training cycle is if you take the time to recover and not get hurt. So while you're recovering, you know, it's not just your body that recovers, it's your mind and your heart as well. Um, And before you can even begin that healing process. It really is a healing process. Sit down when you're done running today and write down for yourself what went well. What what would you do again? What really, really worked? What did you love about this training cycle? And also, you know, what might you do differently next time? If you had, if you could design a training cycle in your race day, virtual or in person, how would you design that? Now's the time to actually write that blueprint for yourself while it's still fresh in your mind and still fresh in your heart. And I say in your heart, because we feel these things Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, do that for yourself and treat yourself. Well, that that's also what I would say in terms of recovery, meaning if today doesn't go the way you'd hoped, doesn't mean you didn't put forth the best possible effort on the day you were given. Mm -hmm. You know, well, coach Mel, I'm glad that you, said effort because I'm thinking about effort and how, you know, throughout our whole training cycle, we really lean into the RPE scale as a tool to get us through the training that we have at hand. And as a tool for us to really, really get to know ourselves as runners and get to know ourselves as the, the full human that we are as a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, the effort scale and the practice that everybody has of really listening to signals from our bodies, l- really listening to fatigue when we feel fatigue, really listening to the, you know, the surges that we feel when we, that we have available to us when, when it's time to run hard and everything in between, you're going to use that expertise that you all have now in utilizing that effort scale and utilizing your own ability to, to self-reflect, to, to really listen to those signals that your body provides to you as runners. And that's going to be a big part of the recovery is being honest with yourself, with how you are feeling and, um, and knowing that, yeah, as you said, Coach Mel, maybe it's, maybe your recovery will be 13 days and, and perfectly 13 days, and you'll be ready to kind of move into the next stage, but maybe you will need more time. And so in the same way that we look to the RPE scale and encourage honesty with ourselves as we, as we gauge those efforts, we'll, we'll do the same thing in our recovery and just lean into that self-reflection and lean into listening to those signals that your body provides and to really take the time that's needed to, to give yourself that full recovery so we can come back stronger so that we can keep building stronger. Um, that's, that recovery is essential for building stronger for the next, the next set of goals that await. Yeah. So much wisdom in what both of you guys have said. And um, the recovery is something that it's, it's very easy to overlook it, un- unfortunately. Um, and, and maybe that's a good thing. I think we often feel very excited after, after our race. We, we just feel on a high because, as you said, it is, it is emotional. It's an emotional experience to race and, you know, you're pumping a lot of adrenaline, um, you know, there's just a lot of energy involved in racing. And, and like you said, even if the race doesn't go well, there's like this, this, the energy lasts, you know, you're tired, but at the same time, you're kind of energized and there's just such a temptation to, to just keep right on going, you know, to feel like, oh my, you know, and, and especially if we, we do that exercise, which I think is so important that you mentioned coach Mel, you know, that exercise of reflecting on the race, 
um, you know, talk, thinking to ourselves and, and certainly talking amongst ourselves about what went right, what went wrong, what we could have done differently. And there's always something, you know, I've been racing for, you know, almost four decades and there's always, always something that you could have done better or differently or um, improved upon or, you know, handled in a different way, whatever. Um, and then you just want to go right out there and start executing, you know, you want to jump back into your training and plan your next race and, you know, feel like, you know, you have to do more and this, that, the other thing, but you, you got to honor the recovery. Um, and you, you won't, you might not notice it right away. If you, if you jump in, you're like, okay, I'm great. Maybe I'm just one of those runners who doesn't really need to recover maybe for other people. Um, but it, it, it will catch up with you down the road. Um, and, you won't be able to summon those same, you know, you were talking before about the, how we've just learned about effort and how to, how to summon those, those higher level RPEs when, when we need to, because we know we can, um, that ability will diminish if, if you don't give your body a chance to recover. Um, so really do, I would say, yeah, a minimum of 13 days. And that doesn't necessarily mean 13 days of no running. It can mean that, but it, it just means 13 days of allowing your body to, to chill out mentally, physically, um, you know, really um, focusing on the, on your refueling and rehydrating, eating good, healthy stuff. And, um, you know, certainly um, a balanced diet, but a, a diet that, you know, includes indulgences as well. Um, and just not, not having to, you know, set up so much of your life around running for at least a couple of weeks. And then you can kind of gradually rebuild again. And we're all looking toward fall. I know a lot of people are looking toward a marathon in the fall or another half marathon or, you know, a racing season that uh, includes more in-person races. So to give yourself that opportunity to really, you know, shine, you want to make sure you get in the recovery now. Definitely. And we've actually got some runners who we know have races in the books. Uh, One runner who has not identified themselves uh wrote quote on slack now they haven't identified themselves their name on slack is actually none business so if it's you and you're listening to this please identify yourself we want to know although i have to say it sounds like you're signed up for the mini so you must be a lady i guess i don't or not i don't know but uh quote i am signed up for the next two nyrr races the one miler and the 10k after those if one doesn't plan another race until the next half how do you advise maintaining? Should we repeat the training plan at ad finitum? Um, similarly, I'm actually gonna ask all of these questions because I do think this is all gonna be kind of the same conversation. Uh, Meredith asked very similar question. What do you recommend as a weekly running plan post race? And then Kate G also said, I'm running my half on Saturday the 22nd, which might be today. Uh, if you're listening today, it is today. And if it's not today, it was yesterday. I don't know. Anyway, I'll get back to you on that. And then the mini on the 12th, on June 12th. I would love some advice on how to coordinate recovery from the half and training for the 10K. So these are all such such great questions. Um, I think that as we look at our, you know, our weekly running plans post Brooklyn half, even if there are races that are just around the corner for you. Um, And there may be differing opinions on here. So I will love to hear from coach Gordon and coach Mel should, should you disagree with anything that I have to say, but we look back and we see that your, your training cycle has consisted of balanced miles. You have put in your turnover work. You have run your Hills. You have done your intervals. You have, you have turned those wheels and you have built that speed. You have had your easy miles, your recovery days, your relaxed days. You have run your tempo runs and you have done your long runs. You have a, a full picture of training in your legs going into this race. Now, upon completing that race with another race on the horizon, it may be tempting to go back to some of those workouts that you have really enjoyed that have brought you to this level of fitness that you are currently experiencing as you listen to this run cast. My advice would be to keep your runs following Brooklyn half 
up until your next race to keep that effort easy throughout with the one exception of after, you know, after at least a week of, of strict, easy miles, if you choose to run after the, after the week after your race, um, I would give you permission and if not encouragement to throw some strides into the end of some of your easy runs. Um, but to keep those strides, you know, within reason themselves, those strides will help remind your muscles of all of the good work that they have done leading up to where you are without taxing your body or opening you up to, um, you know, potential injury, um, possibility is working too hard on the heels of a, a half marathon effort behind you now. So keep it easy. Keep it easy from your finish line to that next starting line. Keep it easy and feel free to throw in some strides to keep it fresh. Um, but recovery really does have to be the, the name of the game in between your two races. Yeah. And I would, yeah, I, would I agree add- with that. Yeah, I, I no, no argument here. Yeah, and I mean the twelfth is not far away, mm-hmm. right? We're looking at like twenty-ish days. So, I, I mean, you're not really going to be training for the ten k because you've done that. Um, I would say that you know so something to keep in mind is you know we talk a lot about specificity of training. So, you know, you are well trained and you have had a balanced, well-rounded training program. However, I would say that. The, the dedicated specific training that goes into performance in a one miler can be very different than the training that really goes into running a half marathon. Um, it's just there are different workouts or different systems uh, that, are, that are utilized. Not saying you can't perform well in a one miler, I'm not saying that at all. You certainly can. But I am saying that, you know, there are specific training principles that go into training for a a specific distance. So that's just something to keep in mind. So like, if, if you really are interested in peak performance at any other distance, why not dedicate a whole training cycle to that at some point and see what comes of it? It always hurts my heart a little bit during normal times when the fifth Avenue mile uh, happens usually during an up week of people's TCS New York city marathon training in September, just because like, what are you going to do for a one mile race in the middle of your 18 miler? It's been known to happen. Coach Cass is really and coach Cass has done Cass, that. You're going to and you're not the only one. And you know, I'm not saying you can't run a strong one mile coach yeah. Cass. You ran a one mile PR if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. what if you had specifically trained for that mile? Holy duka. Right. So that's just something to keep in mind that you can perform well, but obviously viewing a specific training cycle geared towards the distances, how you're going to peak perform. Now, the question about how do you advise maintaining your fitness after these Mm -hmm. races until your next big one? That's another conversation. Um, And I love Coach Kathy, I love what you said about the easy miles and strides because I don't think that easy miles and strides, that magical combination gets enough credit. Really, you can maintain and still build fitness on a regimen of easy miles with a moderate long-ish run on the weekend. And by moderate to long, I'm thinking 60 to 80 minutes, whatever that distance is for you. Yep. Strides a couple of times and maybe once a week also doing like 20 second hill bounds to build power. I think Mm -hmm. that that really can go a long way towards maintaining base. Toward maintaining which, which totally should be your goal. Like you should not, your goal should not be to turn yourself into a world-class miler before the mile or turn yourself into a world-class 10 K runner. Um, I, I think the other two goals that you want to keep in mind for these races, um, are to not get injured. Super important. You know, you don't, you don't want, because remember your body is going to be broken down by the half marathon. So you, you want to prioritize the recovery. Um, in all the ways that we've talked about. Um, so, you know, don't jump back into full throttle training um, and to have fun. I mean, we, we talk about that a lot, but sometimes we overlook it. You know, we, we just get, you know, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, very kind of single-minded and focused on uh, what the things we have to do. But really remember, those are two really, really fun races. Um, those, those two distances rather are a lot of fun. By the one mile, I'm guessing you mean the Queens 
one mile, which is on June 5th, I think. And what a fun race that's going to be. It's out in Flushing Meadows, you know, so you get to run around the units here. It's going to be flat. Um, hopefully it'll be a really nice, beautiful, early, early summer day, late spring day. Um, so have fun with that. And the 10K, um, I think Kate mentioned it was the mini. Um, none did not mention which race, but perhaps perhaps it's the mini as well. Or did did none mention that it is? I uh, just said two NYRR races. And I think that the mini is the only 10K on the, the only 10K. Okay. Yeah. So therefore, using my reasoning powers, oh, oh. I, have <laughs> I am going to deduce that it's the mini. <laughs> so have fun with both of those races. The mini is is awesome. And I can't wait to, to be there this year. So yeah. don't forget to have fun. But great questions. I'm so glad people are thinking, you know, beyond this race. Um, although, you know, on race day, make this one your focus. Just really put put everything into the, the half marathon on race day. And why not have a little chat with some of your running buddies out there, the people who keep you accountable for the hard workouts, the people that are there at the crack of dawn to run hill repeats or a tempo workout with you on a rainy, rainy early morning. Have a talk with those people and let them know that your goal now is to recover and let your running community help keep you accountable to the goal at hand after this race. Use your people to, to keep you accountable because likely they, they may need the same level of accountability from you. And that's what we're here for is just to help everybody get to where they're going. And um, so why not have those conversations with your people? I can't, it can't hurt, I'm telling you, it just can't hurt. I people, people who need people. That's another show. Sorry, I just had to. Yes. Oh, I know another show tune. Another I love it, Coach Mel. I had to. Although, if you really look at the lyric to that, she's kind of rambling, which makes sense if you look at the scene and the musical it's from, which is obviously Funny Girl. Of course, Fanny is completely rambling on because she's in this kind. Oh, she's like my romantic- favorite. Yeah, she's this romantic setting with Nikki Arnstein and she's just tripping over herself. So if you look at the lyrics and just listen to the song independently, it actually makes absolutely no sense. She's rambling. But in the context of the show, it, it does make sense. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I, just so I love it. What the next musical will be that is referenced um, here together. Mm, I don't okay. Know. All right. To be continued. We're going to just have to wait and find out. Yeah, And then in general, the question about, do we just kind of keep repeating the same training ad infinitum? That's a good question. I mean, you don't want to keep doing the same of anything forever and ever and ever, but these, this training program is, is adaptable um, to different goals. You know, it, 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 it's specific to the half marathon but you can tweak it and use it for other distances. You know, I like to say there's, there's no magic workout, you know, there's no like single workout out there that's going to make you the world's best half marathon runner or, you know, the world's best 10 K runner, or, you know, it's, it's all what we like to do with, with coaching lab is just give you a lot of different arrows in your quiver is how I like to think of it. And I, I hope that's not like too warlike a, a metaphor, but, you know, just have like different sort of here, here I go again, you know, weapons in your arsenal, like different ways of um, improving your strengths as a runner, you know, so we, we include hills, we include tempo, we include, shorter intervals, um, you know, we, we include strides and all, all kinds of different things, just to make you a really well-rounded athlete um, who can, you know, pull a lot of different arrows out of her quiver, his, his quiver um, in any given situation in a race, you know, so you have the ability to run nice and steady up hills. So you have the ability to, you know, go long distances at a comfortably hard level at, you know, a level that's above training pace, but not, not anywhere near close to an all out sprint. Um, So you have, you know, the ability to, to pick it up toward the end of a race, et cetera, et cetera. So you can keep using what you learned in this training cycle, um, you know, ad, ad infinitum, you know, I know what you mean, which is, you know, just like sort of continue to, to train in this way. 
Um, so I, I hope that helps. It's a little bit of a vague answer, but you know, there's there's nothing about these workouts that me that says that they are you know must only be used to train for a half marathon. If that makes sense, you can you can use them for no matter what your goals are. Definitely. I think that, you know, when we created this, we, we really kind of wanted to create a poo-poo platter, so to speak, of types of workouts so that people can, you know, maybe, you know, intervals by distance, like track intervals aren't your thing, but fartleks sure are. We've got a little something for everyone here. So, um, and, and one of the, if I may, to our horns, um, the, one of the benefits of training by effort is that effort is a constant within your body. So you can, you can repeat these workouts. I would, I would maybe change up the terrain just so you get a different stimulus as well, Mm -hmm. but you really can work within your effort level as you get fitter and work within the recommended times in those effort zones. And you will, you will start to see or continue, I should say, to see benefits. So Consistently, no. So I think that we can just kind of touch base here for a second and reconnect with the top of the call um, with the RPEs that have been outlined for you. So if you are running a recovery run, are we keeping it in that recovery effort? If you are running a shakeout, are you shaking it out? keeping it, keeping, holding off on using those goods for race day, keep it in that shakeout zone. And for those of you who are racing, how are we doing out there? Have we found our way into a, a new RPE level? Um, are we feeling that what we are running is sustainable and that we will be able to build upon it? Are we, as we increase our effort levels, are we keeping our bodies nice and composed, our faces nice and relaxed and holding on to all of the good stuff that we know will keep us running forward in the most economical way possible? Um, Just kind of reconnect there for a moment where you are on the road and see how we're doing, that we're being true to, true to the purpose of today's run. Definitely. And coach Cass, what, how long have we, you're, you're recording. So you know how long we've been talking for. Uh, so we, I, I believe it's about 40 minutes or so, a little bit more, maybe even 45. Mm-hmm. So guess what friends, it's probably time to take some fuel. So if you've been, you, the rule of thumb is every 40 to 60 minutes or so, you want to pop something, whether it's a gel or a chomp or a big, hefty, swift uh, uh, swig of your liquid of choice, whatever it is, obviously nothing new today, whatever you've practiced, it might be time. So this is your friendly reminder to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just something I kind of want to talk about real quick, because it's been on our, our little call agenda for uh, two weeks now, and I want to make sure to, to share this resource with you all. We're talking about uh, recovering and maintaining your base. What a great time to also incorporate some very basic strength work. And oh, I, yeah, during yeah. your recovery. Yeah, yep. during your during as you're coming out of your recovery and kind of incorporating it into your maintenance routine and into your next cycle. Think about incorporating a little bit of strength work. And I, I, I know that it's so tempting. Like, why would I want to do something like squats or push ups when I can go run another mile? I get it. However, I promise that you will be able to run more miles over time if you invest that time now into a very simple strength routine. Um, There's a great article, a great piece that was in the Times uh, a few weeks ago. Um, Jordan Metzl, Dr. Jordan Metzl uh, is actually a partner with New York Roadrunners through HSS. Um, He actually put together, he and a partner, Karen Barrow, actually put a nine minute strength workout together it was in the Times and we'll, we'll share it, uh, the New York Times. We'll share it on Slack so you have access to it. It's essentially, it's a nine minute strength workout, guys. Three sets of three different exercises, each one a minute. So I, I am no mathematician, but I do believe that's nine minutes of strength work. We can find nine minutes. The exercises include squats, push ups, mountain climbers, um, 
what else? Planks, some squats and hip raises. Um, and also burpee with a push up with that. Not my, I'm, I'm not the world's biggest burpee fan, but that's mainly because I think they're hard. But you can also do a reverse burpee, which is quite simply a squat down to the ground. And then you walk your hands out into a plank and then you walk back out of a plank and then stand up again. Um, and then single leg toe, uh, toe touches and leg raises. They're, these are very basic body weight activities that you can do anywhere. And I like to point yeah. that out because, you know, one of the scary things about strength training is like, I don't want to swing a kettlebell around or dumbbell or go to the gym. And you can do these in the park after your workout. I, I would actually suggest writing down, even if you do three workouts and one cycle of three of these exercises, um, that's going to go a long way. And you can do these in a park bench crank up your tunes or crank us up if you're listening to a runcast replay and just do it get it done um i will say that these exercises there are videos that accompany these which are really great a lot of these exercises really focus on core strength and stability so that your trunk can stay still as the rest of your limbs more or less fly around in a controlled manner while running um a lot of these exercises also focus on glute strength and hip strength, which is really, really key to power you through your runs. What happens if your glutes and your hips are weak? Other muscles kick in to pick up the slack and those muscles aren't necessarily designed to carry the load that your glutes are. And so they inevitably start to break down. Um, I speak from experience, both personal and anecdotal. Uh, you oh, yeah. Really keep, yep. You want to keep those glutes strong, baby. I've heard um, Dr. Metzl talk and he talks about preventing weak butt syndrome. He calls mm -hmm. it WBS and it's, it's a for real thing. People's butts get weak. And if you do these exercises, um, they, they really prevent WBS. Yeah. So uh, they're wonderful. I saw that article and, and I echo everything that, that you said. They, you know, they don't take a lot of time and they're not hard to learn and you do them with your body. That's it. You don't need anything else. Yeah. Anytime, anywhere. They're really, really wonderful. Yeah. So give yourself a day or two or three after your race. You know, don't, you don't need to launch into them right away. Um, and as you said, Coach Mel, ease, ease into them. You know, you don't need to do the whole nine minutes at once right away, you know, and, and do, you know, get used to them. And then uh, once they become part of your life, yeah, I, I find they really, I just don't worry about injury as much when I'm, when I'm doing something like this regularly. Yeah. And I just feel better. I feel better all the time. I feel better when I'm running. I feel better when I'm, you know, getting through my work day. They're, they're really good stuff. And Dr. Metzl's great. We love him. There's yeah. something also just very comforting about simplicity. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about keeping, keeping those runs post-race easy with perhaps some strides here and there. All of these workouts, you don't need any equipment. As you said, you can do them anywhere. You can just keep it simple. Keep it simple with the, your eye on the why, why you're doing this. Um, and that, that can really just help drive that consistency across the board. Yep. And consistency beats intensity. Every mm -hmm. time. Yeah. That's what I find. Yeah. With a lot of things, foam rolling, you know, I, I used to like do these really intense and sort of complicated foam rolling sessions. Um, and then I just said, you know, I'm just going to do a little bit every day, you know, just a minute or two. And that's what I do. Sometimes I do a little more, but you know, every day I can find a minute here and there to do some foam rolling. So it's, and it's worth it. You know, again, it just, it, I feel better all the time when I do it. Love foam rolling. Love, love, love. Woo! So friends, we are, we're nearing the end of our, our portion of this run with you, which has been a pleasure. Um, and not just the end of this run with you, but the end of this cycle, which of course we're approaching our next starting line as we've already, uh, discussed. So, uh, the three of us do have some parting words of wisdom for you as you run off into the great beyond until we, until we see each other again at the next starting line. Um, and I guess I'll go first. Um, 
I don't have anything prepared to say. Sorry, guys. Um, but what I would say is, you know, remember, remember that this is supposed to be fun. Remember that you signed up to do this because there is a part of you that said, what might happen if dot, dot, dot. And I say, now's your chance to finish that sentence and just go out there. I want you while you're running right now, I want you to smile at the next person that goes by. If you're wearing a mask, pull it down and smile at the next person and tell them they're doing a great job because you know what? You're doing a great job. And if we were running next to you or if we came across you, we would tell you that too. So I say, enjoy every step. If it's not fun, it's not worth it, right? So that's, those, those are my parting words of wisdom. You got this. Just enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. So good, Coach Mel. I, um, yeah, I, I, I love reflecting on all of you and the work that you have done and the community that you have created and the bonds that you have made and just all of the time that we've spent together, our Monday nights together and our Saturday mornings being in your ears, which has been such a, a privilege to be run around all over the country and the world in your ears. Um, and so as we're wrapping up, I'm just feeling all of the, all of the pride in, in all of you. Um, it, we have come to a new stage as we've talked about so many times of this pandemic, but you have still done something that I think is really, really, really important to acknowledge, um, to have done what you've done throughout the pandemic and the support and strength that you have provided one another to get through this, this chapter of history that we never could have imagined, um, you know, a year and a half ago. So the strength that you have used to, to get yourself through, to carry each other through, that is a strength that is going to be with you forever. Um, and that's a strength that I think is just important to acknowledge how powerful that strength is. Um, so take a little bit of time and just reflect on what you've done, how far you've come, and all that you have done throughout this journey as you're making your way through, through the final steps, the final phases here to that finish line. Reflect on just how powerful you really are. And as you're making your way into this, this next little chapter here, we're turning the corner into what's next. My advice is just to stay, stay connected with your goals. Um, you know, stay connected with your goals to recover, stay connected with your goals to have a healthy training cycle for whatever fall races you have outlined for yourself. Stay connected with your goals and stay connected with your people because your people are going to be there to, to carry you through and vice versa. Um, and just know that your coaches genuinely love you and are so proud of everything that you have done. Aw, I think that's so sweet, Coach Cass, especially because your next little chapter is, is a pretty darn exciting one. <laughs> the big chapter. Big and chapter. We're, we're very, very excited for your next chapter. So that is a very sweet thing to say, knowing, knowing what's going on with you. Um, and, and thank you, Coach Mel, as well. Yeah, just bringing that sense of wonder and questioning. Um, I'm so grateful for, for you two and for our runners because we all do that together. You know, we all, running is just asking questions and solving problems and, and just confronting the unknown and learning things about ourselves and doing it with courage and grace and good humor and lots of laughs and, and generosity of spirit to share what we've learned with others and to share our questions with others, to share our vulnerabilities with others. Um, and this has been a really, really special group in, in all those senses. You know, people have really like just opened, opened their souls to each other. Um, really, I don't think it's too overly dramatic to say that. 
Um, and, and I, I appreciate that. And um, it's really, really, really touched me, um, especially happening during the pandemic, you know, where it feels like we've been cut off from each other in so many ways. I, I think we've in some ways grown, grown stronger um, through this experience. So I'm so thrilled for you, all of you who are out there running right now, all of you who are uh, using this as your shakeout and will be running in the next few days and all of you who are already finished. It's, it's been such an amazing journey and uh, we're, we're so excited. So let us know on Slack, share us, share with us how everything goes and uh, keep those questions and comments and photos and food photos and everything. Just, just keep it coming. We really, we really love you guys. We do. So on that note, uh, we bid you toodaloo just for now. Um, <laughs> uh, rest of your run. And please share, share, share on Slack. We want to hear all about it. All right. We do, we do. We're so proud of you. Thank you. Runners. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.